Hey everyone, I'm Annie Collier and welcome to Making Sense of Solo Parenting. I'm a solo mom of a toddler daughter and for this first episode, I want to talk about a typical weekday in our life, working from home without childcare, because it creates the framework for so much of what I want to delve deeper into throughout this podcast. Today, the focus will be on the importance of a routine. When you routinize your day, you take away the need to make a lot of decisions. When should we go here or do this or that? Also, the way you spend your time in a lot of ways defines you. Without a routine, I would not spend my time as efficiently as I do now. Just getting dressed to go on a walk every morning has significance. If it wasn't for that walk, I'd likely spend my day wearing what I slept in, as would my daughter, which would be a diaper, and that in and of itself would set the wrong tone for our day. I also want to note the transformational value of taking a step back to get to know your child and cutting out all the noise that we hear or see daily. Because it's a lot trying to find yourself as a parent these days when you turn to what's online and see all these Pinterest worthy moments. You probably see tons of advertisements for what toys you should be buying your kid or learning activities you should be doing with your toddler. And I urge you to stop and instead listen to your parental instincts because you were born to do this. Before COVID, your child may have been in Montessori or daycare and they were doing all these learning activities and you think you should emulate that. I get it. I felt the same way, but I'm telling you to let it go. Your two-year-old child does not need to sit and practice pouring water into a glass when they can work on that skill by pouring their drink at dinner. You are in a great spot if you are at home with your child because there are real life learning moments that will be part of your everyday without you having to set them up like the sensory bins they have in the classrooms. There is no better sensory than dirt and grass rocks. So let your kid go play outside for a while. Not every moment has to be filled with intentional learning and your house does not need to turn into a Montessori classroom. I'm talking primarily to parents of littles here. If you do have a five plus year old and you're trying to work from home while doing some type of homeschool, my recommendation would be to cap school activities at two hours a day and do those in 15 to 30 minute increments. So how am I able to get through a successful workday from home with no childcare? Well, we start our day around 6 a.m. I'm not one of those people that gets up before my child to be productive or sit and drink a cup of coffee by my lonesome. I get up to the sound of my daughter wrestling on the monitor and proceed from there. She usually sits on the sink while I stand behind her and put in my contacts, apply our sunscreen, and we brush our teeth together. I don't fight her being clingy during these times of the day that don't involve work because we should be connecting more during those times. I make her a quick snack that can be eaten during our walk to the park, usually a banana and some goldfish or something like that with her water. I bring myself a protein shake, water, and coffee, usually. (laughs) I always seem to have three beverages. I know it's excessive, but I really enjoy it. The walk to the park is 10 minutes each way, and we usually stay there about 20 to 30 minutes. I take this time to listen to podcasts in one ear while engaging with my daughter throughout. Once we get back from the park, I make breakfast, something like eggs and turkey bacon with bread and her milk, and we sit and eat together. I have a no electronics rule surrounding mealtimes because I think it's a great time to make eye contact and connect. After breakfast, we do a quick pickup and I've been doing a five to 10 minute YouTube workout. Move with Char is a channel I love because it has a lot of great quick workouts that leave me feeling like I've accomplished something. Then my daughter and I spend some more time together before I start my workday around 8.30. 
Usually while I'm doing my workout, we may be on the back porch and she's doing some outside play while I'm doing that. And when we come back inside to spend time together, we're just relaxing. From there, I work for 45 minutes, then spend 15 minutes with my daughter after that. I do this twice before it's our lunch hour where I'll make lunch and eat with her, then do a three song house cleaning and hang out for a bit before putting her down for her nap around noon. I want to recognize that working while your toddler is engaged in independent play takes practice. You're not going to get to a 45 minute stretch without them tugging on your arm to come watch them play. You may be wondering why it's easier to do chores like laundry, the dishes and vacuuming, or even a workout without your toddler interrupting you in this way. It's because they can involve themselves to some degree. Maybe your toddler sits on your lap while you're doing laundry or perhaps helps you with the dishes or chases you around while you're vacuuming. My daughter loves to act as my weight on and off during my workouts. But when you're working from a screen, your toddler can't tell what's happening on the other end and they can't engage in it with you. The best advice I have for this is when they tug on you, explain that you're working and you will sit with them when you're done. And I set up a desk for my daughter next to where I work so she can be closer than her playroom if she wishes. Her playroom is just one room over and there's only a partial wall between us so I can still glance over at her. I also have a place from the kitchen counter that I sometimes work where there isn't a wall between us. And eventually I'd like to get to working from my office, but we're still practicing ourselves. Another trick that may make independent play easier is to get shelves to put your child's toys on display for them to choose from. That way they are in charge of their own play and don't need you to grab things for them and aren't overwhelmed by the number of toys that are typically in toy chests. We rotate my daughter's shelves every weekend or every other weekend. Pay attention to what toys they gravitate to and those are the types of toys you should be putting out for them. The last tip I have on independent play for now is when you are spending time engaging with your toddler, don't insert yourself in their play. I used to get done working for a bit and want to do what I thought was important, like reading books and building blocks. So I'd stop her from what she was engaged in to do those things together. All that does is teach them that they are doing play wrong and that they need you in order to play. Thus you are feeding them, not being able to do it by themselves. There will be better moments to crack open a few books and read to them. And if you want build blocks or something like that, I'm simply saying don't interrupt them to insert yourself in their play. If it is time to be present, then put the phone down, sit at their level. And when they look back at you, make eye contact, be there. If they want to come sit in your lap, comment on the effort that they're making. You can engage while still prompting independent play. During my daughter's nap, which ranges from two to three hours, I have my second cup of coffee and work during the whole time. After she wakes up, let's say around 2.30, we cuddle some on the couch and watch a little bit of TV. Then she has her snack and I start another 45 minutes of work followed by 15 minutes of engaging with her. We do this one more time before I end my workday around five. We then spend time together until it's time for me to cook dinner around 5.30. We eat around six, then do a post-dinner cleaning, and she's in her bath by 6.45 and in bed by seven. At seven, I hop in the shower and do my skincare routine. Then I work from 7.30 to 8.30, clean from 8.30 to nine, which usually consists of starting the dishwasher and continuing the laundry cycle and work from nine to 10. Sometimes I do that in a different order, depending on if the house is still messy. I may clean before starting work and just do two hours of work straight. Then I hit the hay, watch 15 minutes of lighthearted YouTube videos, and try to be asleep by 10.15 to get seven to eight hours of sleep.
that's it. That's how we spend our weekdays. Hopefully you're able to take something from this episode to help you navigate yours. Stay tuned for some questions I received through Facebook groups I'm a part of for single and solo parents. The first question is, how do you navigate trying to be both a mother and father for your child? I don't. I identify with being female and a mother, and it seems like an impossible task to take on the role of two people. I try instead to surround my daughter with father figures who can help mend that gap. That's not boyfriends or random guys either. It's primarily my dad, my brother-in-law, and a couple of close family relatives. The second question is, well, actually, this is one that I asked and came to a great conclusion on. Do you let your daughters play with Barbie dolls? The consensus was, unlike what a lot of celebrities are saying, Barbies do promote imagination and creativity. However, I'm not going to give my daughter my old Barbies because they are all dressed rather provocatively and only promote one type of beauty. Instead, I'll give her um, some fashionista Barbies that represent a wider array of body types. All right, the last question is, how do you go about dating with kids? Again, my answer is I don't. Between work and my daughter during the week and catching up on myself in the house and family and other close relationships over the weekend, I don't care to make the time. So that would mean spending a lot of time away from my daughter for a relationship that could just be a fling, and that's not worth it to me. If I'm going to spend time apart from her, it'll be for a work function or to spend quality time with a close friend or family member. I will sometimes on a Saturday or Sunday night have a close friend or family member come to watch a movie and drink a glass of wine or something to get some adult time without the kiddo though. I realized I forgot a couple of things that really help us get through the day. The first one is play toddler music. I'm not playing this throughout the whole day, but I'll randomly put it on and it seems to help with my daughter's independent play. When I first started working from home, I was relying a bit too much on the screens and my daughter really enjoyed this show called Little Baby Bum. I'll now play this Little Baby Bum playlist that has one song in English and that same song in Spanish right after. And I'm not sure that it's actually doing anything, but it makes me feel good and she seems to like it. The next thing is I usually spend about 30 minutes on the phone with either my best friend or my niece each day. Sometimes instead of listening to a podcast on the way to the park, I'll talk to my best friend because she gets up incredibly early, thankfully, and that makes me feel more connected to the outside world and less just in our bubble. Or later in the day, usually while I'm cleaning, I'll have my ear pod in and be talking with my niece who's a fellow mom of three beautiful boys, my nephews, and that helps just feel connected to another mom who's already been through a lot of what I'm going through and who's going through it again with my youngest nephew. Hi, baby. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Me again coming to you live at 7 on a Saturday morning to give another update to my first episode I was listening to it back and realized that I wouldn't be able to get through my life, let alone my day, if it wasn't for having someone in it who has been a mom and got to the finish line, raised two amazing human beings, my nieces, and that person is my sister. That may be confusing to some of you who 
have siblings close in age, but my sister is 23 years older than me and she is not afraid to tell me how it is. So when I first started working from home, I had sensory bins. I had three sensory bins. One was filled with water, one was filled with frozen peas, one was filled with uncooked rice. Oh, you're all done? Okay. I had uncooked rice everywhere. I could not get it up no matter how much I vacuumed. I was also having my daughter do other learning activities that I would find on her Montessori school's webpage or Insta Famous Moms pages. One was dropping a straw through a paper towel thingy into a Tupperware. And I think I already mentioned the pouring water from one cup to another. My sister is who told me why is she doing that? She could be doing that in an everyday setting and then she'll make the correlation that this is a real life skill, it's not play. So it's not that those things don't promote learning, it's just that they can learn through play and through everyday, not through set up learning activities. And that just makes independent play harder when you're having to do all of that. So if you don't have someone in your life who will tell it to you how it is, then find someone. There are tons of groups. Yes, I will close it, hun. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. This thing is in the way, honey. This thing is in the way. We gotta get the recycles out. Okay, now you can close the door. Thank you. So, yeah, find someone. There are tons of groups out there. And I think it's important to have someone in your life who is going through this at the same time as you, but it's vital to have someone who has been there before and who has done it successfully that you can look up to. Thank you for joining me for the first episode of Making Sense of Solo Parenting. Talk to you soon and I hope you have a good day.